Hey, what's happening? Butt Licks, Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 11th of March, 2021. It's 61 degrees, 9 p.m. That's right, setting records, 9 p.m., leaving my office. I had a wonderful patient there this evening. I had a headache, need to get in, had an emergency visit. Pain in the neck, pain in the ache, freaking going up over the head into the eye. Lean and mean individual. I had to do substantial muscle work on him. He had those suction cup hickey things all over his back. I guess he went to a body worker or an acupuncturist or whatever. Anyway, hell of a hell of a nice individual. I believe I helped him, at least to the best of my ability. Now I'm fucking tired. I need somebody to work on my muscles, damn it. Shoemaker's kids got no shoes sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Stretch it out. Got a busy day tomorrow. The end of which I'm going to collapse and uh, rejoice in all the help I tried to give and just having made it to yet another finish line, another Friday afternoon, so I can spend some time with my family. I've got a couple things to talk about tonight, so I want to get to them. Uh, there's a an awesome podcast uh, personality that I ran across. She's a, a scientist. Her name is uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett. These are some things that I wrote down on my little uh, notes app here. It says, she says that learning is expensive because the brain can't predict new information. If you don't have that information, I might have mentioned this before, if you don't have that information to work with, like if you experienced something before or you've learned a task, that takes a lot of effort to do that. A lot of neurons firing, a lot of uh, resources in order to save that into our long-term memory. So learning is very expensive. Um, She says that the brain will stop spending. Um, There'll be no learning, poor function, and movement issues uh, in some cases. If uh, we're talking about stress here, chronic stress will cause the brain to stop spending. Uh, you ever been at the, find yourself at the end of a long, hard day where you've just physically and mentally blown your your stack, and you, you need to rest up now? Your mind will stop working as completely, and you'll stop spending in a way. It'll stop spending those resources, allocating those resources in order to build new information. You find it hard to learn hard to process things and hard to function in fact. This can be physically and mentally incapacitating. So watch chronic stress. It's very expensive for the brain. She says that you are the architect of your experiences, which is interesting. Um, You're the curator of your life. So if you cultivate different experiences now, then you can be resilient later on. So going back to the initial statements, um, Lisa, um, Ms. Barrett, Dr. Barrett is saying that by building, having experiences and by building knowledge and memory, we have that. It's like our, our, you know, stored on our hard drive. We can pull from that. So by doing a variety of things, you are building a better you. So that's pretty cool. All right. Um, something that I also recorded about her I think is really interesting. She says that heart rate is coupled with vision. Very interesting. So that with each heart beat, with each contraction of the heart muscle, there's input recorded, um, and with diastole or relaxation of the heart, there's loading. So like the the 
the information about visual, the visual system loads as the heart relaxes. So it goes lub-dub, lub-dub. Um, there's a small pause between heartbeats, and that is called diastole, where the heart is technically relaxing. The muscles aren't firing for a split second, and the electrical um, impulses that power the heart are in a little pause. Lub-dub, lub-dub. So she says, a thought is as heart rate climbs, say in a police uh, chase, officers responding uh, to an emergency, an emergency. Uh, perhaps at uh, the, the heart rate can get up to climb to about 180 beats per minute. Uh, with the heart rate so high, the visual input may not be able to uh, load in real time. And so it's during these times, um, previous knowledge is used as a guide to act. So what that means is this. When you're stressed out, when you're redlining with your heart rate, it's very difficult to think and redline at the same time. Your focus is focusing on an action. This is why in certain situations, she's talking about survival type situations where it's fight or flight. Your heart rate goes up, your physiology springs into action. Now heart rate being coupled with the visual visual system. Your heart is beating so rapidly that remember I said, when the heart uh, contraction occurs, the, the um, visual input has to pause. But during the relaxation, lub-dub, pause, lub-dub, pause. During that period, the visual activity is loading. So they've identified a coupling of heart rate and visual input. So when your heart's beating that friggin' fast, you're seeing shit, man. You can't, you, you can, you can't, um, you're acting based upon previous information. So that's why training is so important because you don't even know what the fuck you're seeing if you're redlining like that. And so this is why perhaps as, um, uh, officer or um, military personnel is in a firefight or chasing, a, apprehending a suspect or something like that, that uh, they do fucked up things sometimes. That's why it's so important to train because you rely upon your training. Let's say you're doing karate, jujitsu, something like that. Uh, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. Whenever I was in the Corps, they were always talking about... Um, you know, realistic training, because if you had some shitty ass training and you weren't, let's say you're training hand-to-hand combat, if you're not hitting each other, well, you don't even know what it feels like to get hit, so you don't know how you're going to respond, so you have to put rounds down range, you have to go hand-to-hand, you have to go some kind, sometimes full force, so that you are familiar with that environment, and you, in fact, you can be comfortable there, or be comfortable where others are uncomfortable. And this is just one system called, uh, we're talking about the visual system, which is images caught in our little nervous material at the back of our eyeball called the retina, gets sucked in an HDMI cable, which is our optic nerve, goes all the way through the optic radiation from the anterior to the posterior of the brain, and is processed in the occipital lobe of the cerebrum. I know that's a lot, but that means that your eyeballs are in the front, your friggin' your uh, storage of the and processing of the visual information all the way in the back of your brain, back of your head. 
And so she was also saying that we talk about these discrete systems like the sen- four senses or five senses, three S's and two T's. Said that many times on these podcasts. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So, three S's and two T's, we think of them as like distinct senses, whereby she says that um, when there's not visual input occurring, let's say you're blindfolded, similar pathways, nerves in and around the, the wiring of your brain that processes, uh, through which visual input goes, the nerves that um, process hearing will plug right into those wires and access them and use them for, you know, to, to uh, it's like a dynamic wiring where, um, I don't know, imagine a highway where you got information coming this way and that way and, and all the information is freely flowing. But in this case, you can almost have, if what she says is true, you can have um, two trains on one track at different times, you know. Um, sensory modality. So that's interesting. Very scientific, very deep. But if you think about that, basically what it means is in survival situations, when you get stressed out, you're not thinking well, and you're, even what you see can't be trusted. People will report, you know, think about my cousin Vinny, where everybody, you know, when they, the two uh, perpetrators uh, knocked over the sack of suds and killed the fucking cashier and took whatever. Everybody's seeing different shit. Maybe it was because of some scuzz on the screen, on the window, or, you know, but anyway, we all know how that worked out. Great movie, My Cousin Vinny. Now I'm going to switch gears, just in the next five minutes. Friend of mine, love him so, so much. You know, one of my Marine buddies posted something online today. It's, just, it's a picture of Biden. This poor guy, you know, everybody's, he's like everybody's new target, right? It's like the, it's the funniest thing to do. Now, I'm going to say this, and everybody knows and listen to this podcast, you know, I think Donald, Donald Trump, fucking Dick State Donald, he ain't worth a shit. I think that he hijacked the limbic systems, he hijacked the um, fear systems of our brains and our society, and we let him do it, and we tuned in time after time after time. It was all over the place, on social media, on the news. Um, in our communities, we let it permeate and fuck us over, stick it right in our butthole, like a friggin' of uh, the virus, like the the literal virus that everybody's belly aching about. That one year ago today started, or the shutdowns occurred one year ago today. Oh, one year ago today, all these horrible things started. And hey, I fucking remember. All right, I don't need you to remind me how fucked up it was. It's terrible. We all have our versions of that story to tell. But it's in my rearview mirror. And today, it was 70 degrees out, and we got all kinds of people getting in line and getting appointments and getting their shots, whether it's Pfizer or fucking Moderna or fucking Acme. I don't care. If you got this, if you got some extra protection and get your shots, uh, I'm happy for you. People are like, oh, it's fucked up when they have it on CBSs and people got to get on and find out where this shot is going to be administered in the middle of the night between 12 and 6 and we're going to find out. <clears throat> yes, I know people who should be inoculated who have not gotten uh, shots. <coughs> they, they should be in because they qualify. They are older. They have comorbidities. They, they uh, need some extra help, some protection. Um, 
And I believe all these folks are getting in line. Today, Biden, uh, President Biden, he uh, reports about a meeting he had with big pharma execs about how we're going to distribute and administer all these virus, uh, all these shots, inoculations, vaccines out to the public and make even more progress. So I am pleased that it, the spring is in our in plain view. We'll have some peaks and valleys, a little tug of war for a while, meteorologically speaking, because it's just the way it is. Fucking March. March and April are going to be fucking soggy and wet and cold and rainy and then beautiful days. Hey, the only way we understand the beauty of a day, a beautiful, sunny, 70-degree day when everybody's outside walking and feeling good, feeling fine, fine as wine all the time, is because we've fucking endured some stores, storms in our lives, right? We only know the fair weather due because of the storm. So that's the way it is. Peaks and valleys, yin and yang, all that shit. So talking about Biden. I had a friend of mine who I love, back to that story. Um, He posted something about Biden. It's an image of the president. He's looking like a fucking sad old man. And he's like, this guy, I haven't heard anything from him. I don't know what's up with him. I haven't heard anything. Or is he doing anything? He's senile. And I think that there were definitely the number, the election was, um, was, I'm thinking it's not legit. I'm like, what? He goes, I don't want to get political, but, you know, listen. I just said the guy, you know, the the irony is this. And I said, my response was, I'm not, you know, I love the guy, so I'm not going to lock horns with him. But we just came out of a fucking presidency where the guy was running his mouth, talking shit to anybody who would listen. And everybody listened. We've been programmed, we have been conditioned like Pavlov's dogs to respond to all his vitriol and bullshit and and lies and don't you don't need to wear a mask and you need to take this medicine and and you, we need to fucking shine uh, IV lights inside of our bodies and clean it with Clorox, all the little bullshit, all the gaffes, all the crap with this guy, this scumbag of a human being who's now continuously under investigation about his taxes and his businesses and his nepotism and the whole fucking nine yards. He's a dirty motherfucker. He's a dirty motherfucker. He's not an American uh, that we that we should be hoisting up somebody to be proud of. He's a dirty motherfucker who would fucking sell you out in a heartbeat if it meant a dollar for him. Are all politicians like that? I don't know. I guess we all... As I've said before, we all like to think that, oh, the politicians are all evil. Oh, my gosh, what are they doing now? This infamous government. We want to be free from these chains. There's all this tyranny and all this fucking, um, these ties that bind and big government, yada, yada, yada. At the same time, we talk about um, how we don't want to hear from the government and government telling us what to do. We have people that are apparently concerned that Biden is not... Um, on the airwaves every second of every day with some fucking, you know, uh, <coughs> controversial shit. Be thankful of that, right? 
I mean, can we can we be thankful that we don't have to hear this guy? Uh, you know, whatever, whether he's a fucking Trump or he's a Biden or whoever he is or she. We should be thankful that we don't have to hear them dictating all the telling us about all the things that they're doing today. But it just so happens that this was the wrong day to point out that uh, you don't hear from the guy because he took to the airwaves today and he's telling he's talking about progress with the virus. He's talking about digging out of this thing. He's talking about mobilizing more medical personnel and bolstering our um, resilience against the coronavirus, which, by the way, there are other nations. Like right now, I don't know if you read anything about Brazil. Brazil's getting its ass kicked right now. Brazil's got a, a, a second or third wave of this shit that is really fucking with them because their uh, president, Bolsonaro or whatever, He's been a, a antagonistic naysayer about the virus and stop complaining about shit and it's not a big deal. Oh, it's a big deal, guys. People are getting together uh, around, you know, like Mardi Gras sort of Day of the Dead shit or whatever they got going on down there in South America. Um, they celebrate this time of year there. They have a big carnival and stuff. People are getting together, having parties, um, you know. It's not safe to do that just yet. I know we all want to do that. Yes, I want to rip the mask off. Yes, I'm tired of it. But if you tempt fate, if you drop the ball now, and if you're not safe, you're a fucking dope, man. This was not like some mirage. This was not some some cloak and dagger, smoke and mirror shit. This was a viral and is a viral pandemic that we are not completely through with. If we act irresponsibly now, we could have a, th- and we're probably going to have another wave. It's just human nature. And it's certainly the American way. You know, American exceptionalism, assuming that, you know, we, that, you know, we had the highest death rate. Um, the only, uh, the only country that's even close to us right now is fucking Brazil parts of Europe, Italy and Spain and shit like that. They're smaller places. So we could very easily have a rebound and go right back into this shit if we're not careful. So get your goddamn coronavirus shot. Don't fight over the shit. But, you know, get in there. Get your inoculation. Get some protection against this shit. There's a reason why when they send uh, warriors across the fucking um, the seas to fight in in our nation's battles, that they get the full complement of inoculations because we can't afford them to be sick on the battlefield. And so, public health—it's a great public health measure. Get the vaccines; they're safe and effective, and it's better than dying from fucking COVID or having some long COVID shit where you're coughing and sneezing and wheezing for the rest of your life. Anyway, you get my point. People will complain that they... We're complaining that we don't hear from this guy. You want to hear... You know, if we heard from Joe Biden every day, people would be complaining that they heard from him. You don't hear from him. I mean, I think it... Maybe this is like turning a new leaf. Maybe we don't need to hear from these motherfuckers every goddamn day. Am I right? I'm right. 
We don't want them to dictate our lives and to tell us what to do. And big government, we don't want to, you know, you know, have our lives controlled by big government. And why are you complaining that you don't hear from this guy? You think he's going to do a poor job or that he's not even doing anything? People are and people are climbing on this post and saying, "Oh yeah, well, um, yeah, he's pathetic and he's going to. Oh my gosh, this is Kamala's going to be the president. This guy's senile, motherfucker. You have any old people in your life?" You know, I'll take them. I'll take grandpa. You know, everybody's talking about getting, getting back to our roots and and being conservative and the way things were. Joe Biden remembers the way things were. I'm sure he's no fucking, you know, hero, but he's, he's better than that zero Donald Trump. Never want to fucking hear from that guy again. You know, I mean, I, I, I hate to take, you know, hate on presidents or politicians again because it's so, it's so typical, it's so routine. We all hate politicians, but in Trump there was a politician worth hating. I mean, he really the, the tale of the tape. Our history is going to is going to uh, history is going to judge him very very badly, very seriously as somebody who created. Uh, far more problems that he solved. Fuck that guy. He's not American. He's not somebody who unites people. Here we got fucking Joe Biden. He's he's acting. He's doing his best. He just fucking got into office. You want to hear from him every day and update a State of the Union address? Fuck that. I don't need that. And the royal family, fuck them too. Okay. That shit, I've been asking people about it just to fill any, uh, any extra space in a conversation. Hey, what do you think about the royal family? Nobody gives a fuck. Listen, good for you guys. You want to you you not be under the thumb of the royal family and be chased around by the paparazzi and, and all that fucking bullshit, niceties and tradition and figurehead crap? I don't blame you. But you also got a Netflix contract, right? So you're presumably you're going to, uh, if you have some kind of talent... Uh, I'm sure you do, but you're thinking about telling some sort of story about the Royals and whatever, and making a fucking bundle out. It's going to be your job, right? I don't know. I don't find that very courageous. I don't know. I don't want to fucking hear about it, though, man. I loved Princess Diana. I think she's a beautiful woman with nice toothy grin and very kind eyes and a very nice buttocks. And I think she was a good person. And I think the boys are good too. And I, I ain't got any the queen. She seems nice enough. Fucking old as dirt. People that, and, you know, the co-star of Meghan Markle said it. I, I just read a snippet. He said in some, he was in a movie with her or a series or I don't know what the fuck she did. She was an actress of some repute. I don't know. He said, you know what? Hundreds of thousands of people, I'm sorry for whatever went on, and but hundreds of thousands of people have died due to this viral pathogen, and we're talking about, you know, this really isn't newsworthy, that the fucking inside dealings of the royal family, relative Meghan Markle and their children, all that stuff, they said that they weren't going to give the kid a title, and that's bullshit, but... Who fucking cares, man? We got our own roads to hoe. Am I right? 
So the point is, people complain, people are wonderful, and people are complete anuses. We know that, right? It's established. Talk just like that beautiful day. We know it because of the storm. We know those wonderful human beings who are caring and supportive and are friends because there are some people out there that are terrible to deal with, terrible to be around. I just, you know, don't be a fuckhead. So that's my soapbox for tonight. Listen, I love you all dearly. And I want you to, looking towards the weekend, I want you to have a wonderful weekend. I think it's going to be nice. My kids are starting, my son is starting uh, rugby and seven-on-seven football um, practice this next week. And we're about to get back into the, the grind. So that's good. I think it's important to do that, you know get back to practice, and then he's really excited, told you last podcast that he decided he'd rather stay home and play in a rugby tournament than go to Disney to watch his sister, uh, you know, tag along for his sister's cheer competition in May, he wants to play, he wants to be out there on the field, and he's been working hard, and he's a good boy, so proud of them both, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Once you have a wonderful weekend, you know where to find me. <laughs>